You are listening to Australia's tax news podcast, Tax Talks, the podcast for Australian tax professionals. Welcome to episode 124 of Tax Talks. This is Heide Robson and thank you to Class for sponsoring this episode. Only so-called CIS dependents can receive a death benefit directly from a super fund. Otherwise, if super is to go to non-CIS dependents, it has to go through the estate. And only tax dependents can receive this death benefit completely tax-free. Everybody else pays tax on the taxable component. And when I say tax-dependent, the official term is actually death-benefit-dependent. That is the term used in the Income Tax Assessment Act 1997. Tax-dependent is shorter and easier to remember. So tax-dependent is a common term used to describe a death-benefit-dependent. I asked Gordon McKenzie of UNSW to talk this distinction between cis and tax-dependent through with me, and he kindly said yes. So here are Gordon and I discussing cis versus tax dependence. Under CIS law, any child is a CIS dependent and under tax law, any child over the age of 18 is not a tax dependent unless they are financially dependent or they live in an interdependency relationship. Or they're still being educated up to 25 yeah, that's the rule around whether somebody can get a pension or not. But if you put that aside, whether somebody can get a pension or not, then it's just any child is a cis-dependent. But for tax, only children under 18 are tax-dependent. That's intrigued me. In fact, I've got a PhD student who's an actuary, actually, who was looking at that. And the question is, why do you have different group of dependents for the CIS regulations to what you have for the tax regulations? I think the answer is that the tax regulations are there for a different purpose to what the CIS regulations. The CIS regulations are there to tell the trustee what they can and can't do, and what it's saying is that they can pay a benefit on death to any of the children of the deceased. On the other hand, the tax wills have a different function. They are saying, we will give you tax concessions, in other words, we'll give you zero tax on the benefit, or we'll make you pay a higher rate, depending on where the benefit is paid to. Whether so you are needy or not needy. Yeah, needy is a good word. So that the reason for the two differences is that superannuation is designed to pay survivors, including children, regardless of their age, adult children. The tax rules, on the other hand, as you say, are giving tax concessions to needy people. So that's the reason. It is possible that a cis dependent is not a death benefit dependent. And the, the classic example is adult children who are financially independent. But is it also possible the other way that somebody is not a cis dependent but is a tax dependent? And the answer is yes. Somebody can be a tax dependent and not a cis dependent. But let's first look at cis dependency again. The CIS Act defines a dependent in Section 10. And there it says... Dependent in relation to a person. So it has to be a person. It can't be a dog, a cat or a horse. It has to be a person. Includes, and the word includes is very important here, includes the spouse of the person, any child of the person and any person with whom the person has an interdependency relationship. So spouse, child and interdependency relationship. But what about financially dependent? 
financially dependent is not mentioned in section 10. So you might think that a person financially dependent on you, but not living with you in interdependency relationship, could not be your cis dependent. But they can, because section 10 of the cis act just says includes the spouse, child, etc. It doesn't say nobody else can be a dependent. It's an inclusive definition. And so somebody financially dependent on you is still your cis dependent. Now, the text law is much more straightforward. It lists financial dependency as one of the criteria for tax dependency. So that's very straightforward. But it means that somebody who is financially dependent on you at the time of your death is your cis dependent and is also your tax dependent. But now looking for an example where somebody is not your cis dependent but is a tax dependent nevertheless, there is one specific example. And that is a former spouse. A former spouse is not your cis dependent, assuming they're not financially dependent on you and don't live with you. So a former spouse is not your cis dependent, but the tax law specifically lists a former spouse as a tax dependent. So if your former spouse receives some of your super through your estate, then it will be tax free. So they could receive a death benefit through the estate and then still receive concessional I was going to say that's the rates. solution uh, because the CIS rules permit the benefit to be paid to the estate. And the way the tax rules work is that they give those tax concessions both for direct payments by the trustee but also for those payments from the fund going through the estate. So you can actually... Yeah, it's, a it's a look-through approach. Look approach. So if you want to give money to somebody who's not a cis-dependent, then you give it to your estate and make provision in your will. You have a testamentary trust or you actually... I think they're called superannuation trusts now. Where, yeah. yeah. And then if they are financially dependent on you at, at the time of your death, they can still receive the, tax, the death yeah, exactly, benefit tax-free. The, the tax rules, as you say, they look through the estate. So even though it's going to the executor... If it goes from the executor then to a person who's a death benefit dependent, they will get the benefit of those tax concessions. In other words, it'll pass tax-free tax to them. Yes. And the estate has nothing to do with super death tax or however we call it. The estate just pays out the death benefits and then the beneficiary pays the death tax on the it, taxes, the yeah. super death tax exactly, on it. Yeah. They're, they're extra, they're, if there's extra amount going, mm. yeah. But talking about cis dependence and death benefit dependence, and then also this group of specific people who can receive a pension, it is very confusing. Yes. You know, under cis dependency, you have three groups, spouse, children, and interdependency relationship. Yeah. Sorry, <laughs> one more button. Under CIS, you actually have four groups, spouses, children, interdependency relationship, and financially dependent. Do you remember how Section 10 doesn't specifically mention financially dependent, but it doesn't exclude it, and so financial dependency does qualify for CIS dependency nevertheless? So there are four groups of CIS dependents, current spouses, children, interdependency, and financially dependent. Back to my talk with Gordon. Under tax, you have four groups, spouse, children up to 18, financially dependent yeah. and interdependency relationship. Yeah. And then to receive a death pension, you have spouse, children up to 18, children up to 25 who are financially dependent and interdependency relationship. I don't think you have financially dependent in that group. Yeah. So it's very confusing. 
My thinking is that they've got two purposes, that money's coming out of a super fund should be able to go to children of the deceased, regardless of their age. But uh, the tax concessions will only go to those children if they are children. I think there are two different purposes. That the CIS rules are there to make sure superannuation does what it's meant to do, and the tax rules there are to give tax concessions to specific groups of people. The section is 302.195, many death benefits dependent. They introduced the term interdependency relationship. It was a compromise in the early 2000s for same-sex relationships. That was what it was designed for. The parties within government couldn't get agreement to say, well, we're just going to expend the money of spouse to same-sex. So they introduced this concept of interdependency, and that's what it's designed to capture. It's not limited to that. It now captures elderly parents with adult children. But that was what it was meant to do. And, of course, now the definition of spouse specifically includes same-sex relationships. I see. So now the interdependency relationship is basically more about needy parents who live with you or disabled nephews or somebody who yeah, exactly. lives with you uh, and depends on There's you. five subparts to interdependency, close personal relationship, um, providing domestic services for each other. But as I said, initially it was designed to capture a same-sex relationship. It doesn't need it. It's not needed now. But, and as you say, it's, it does capture elderly parents living with their children. But mm. yeah. oh, well, that's interesting. I didn't know that. Welcome back. So ideally, a taxable component goes to a cis-dependent who is also a tax-dependent because then there is no tax to pay. In the next episode, episode 125, Gordon McKenzie will talk about in-specie contributions and in-specie lump sum payments. Until then, thank you for listening and thank you to Class for their support. Bye for now and see you in the next episode.